the excitement of picking up the keys. Own it. All the hours spent putting a new bed together. Own it. The feeling of your first ever home. Own it. Santander has lots of ways to help you get on the ladder, like our 5% deposit mortgages and gifted deposits from family. Own it with Santander. Search Santander Mortgages. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Lending subject to status, terms and conditions. A higher deposit may be required on flats or new build properties. there and welcome to the afa podcast the official podcast for animation for adults.com i am chris and i am here with rachel hi rachel hey guys hey everybody it's it's just the two of us today mm-hmm. we've got a lot to talk about though. making castles in the sky <laughs> oh but yeah there's, i'm really excited for today though because we got so much to talk about it's been a while since we had a news roundup but there's been some lots of stuff coming out that we have yet to talk about, and that's what we're here to do today. It is. Let's talk about some cartoon news. Um, yes. There was, it was about a month ago now, <laughs> there was a big, big uh, event over, over across on the other side of the pond, and uh, that was the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, is where the, just a where, little called San Diego Comic-Con. One of the biggest deals in the entertainment <laughs> calendar. <laughs> so, there's always, ever been. so there's always animation stuff coming out there. So mm-hmm. we, uh, we've been, we were keeping an eye on what was going on there. And uh, the first story is one I think that particularly was of interest to you. Yes. Um, and it was a bit of a surprising story of a comeback that no one was really expecting. No, we, I wasn't expecting it at all, but then the trailer dropped, and then my jaw just hit the floor, and then I proceeded to faint, because just like I remember seeing uh, s- sketch concepts back in, I think it was 2016, I think, just as season two of uh, Star Wars Rebels was wrapping up, uh, Dave Filoni, the creator, of, uh, the director of Clone Wars, as well as um, the, uh, the, you know, uh, Star Wars Rebels had, you know, was having a, hosting a panel talking about uh, a bit about Ahsoka Tano and talking about some of the story of her, uh, her story that we never got to see in the, the unaired season of uh, Clone Wars that they never got to get before Disney uh, or that their cartoon network, I think, uh, you know, canceled the show back when they were the, I think the Lucasfilm uh, Disney transition was going on. And because we weren't sure that this was ever going to happen, he basically shared a bunch of, um, concept sketches that he had done of that of several story arcs and concepts of that season so i thought that was cool getting to see them like oh you know this is even if i never see it the ideas here are so amazing i wish that something else could have been done done with it guess what it's getting brought back and we're gonna get that last season of clone wars and it's gonna be fully animated and i am happy i am at (laughs) peace hashtag clone wars saved indeed and this is Apparently going to be on then the new Disney streaming service. Yeah, that's the one downside for me. It means I will have to I will have to get subscribed to another yet another streaming service. But for the last season of Clone Wars, I will most certainly do so. <laughs> that's how that's how hooked I was. Well, they they've been talking about that a bit 
they've been revealing a few more details like in the past week or so about the streaming service mm-hmm. um a couple of things that have come out are that um because it's going to have less stuff on it they're saying it's probably going to be cheaper than netflix <laughs> um, oh good 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 and um also that it's Everything on it, this is shocking news, obviously. Everything on it is going to be consistent with the Disney brand, so they're not going to have any R rated stuff on it or anything like that. Um, which is, I thought part of the reason they were buying Fox was to have a bunch of stuff for the streaming service. So I thought maybe it was going to be more general, mm-hmm. every, all movies on there, but I guess maybe they're going to just stick them on Hulu in America, I guess, that kind of thing. It's possible. Um, but, yeah, so this is going to be on the streaming service, and I I didn't watch <laughs> Clone Wars, so I That's can't okay. really share in your excitement there. But I'm That's glad... okay. One day, you can, um, I'm sure if they make this available to stream somewhere, they will make the rest of it available to stream. I was actually, because I know a vast majority of it was on Netflix, for mm-hmm. the longest time. I'm not sure if because of this new news that if that's going to stay that way, but it is a show that you can definitely pick up and watch relatively easily. Um, and while I can't say I recommend every single episode of the show, because it, like, it definitely was a bit of a slow to start thing for me. I wasn't too sure going in. It definitely builds on itself and it gets better as it goes. I think I was really hooked by the time I got to the third, you know, I watched episodically like, season one and two and then I really like had to see every episode after a certain point in season three I'm like okay I can't miss an episode after this I all I saw was you know it started with like a movie mm-hmm. it did it did and then the series came out that I watched the movie and I wasn't that grabbed by it so yeah no the, and I don't blame you the, the movie didn't grab me either I mean it definitely seemed like a lot of forced ideas, but like I said, <laughs> forced, forced, ha 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 ha. Um, that was unintentional, <laughs> but um, but like I said, it grew. It, it it grew, and it definitely. I liked the the exploration that they had with um, the different characters. Like you actually really got attached to the um, the clone troopers more so than you have in any other form of Star Wars media ever. Rex is. Rex, the clone trooper, is easily one of my favorite characters in Star Wars, period. Um, Anakin Skywalker I actually care about, which is, I never thought would happen after watching the the prequel movies. I never really kind of got into his whole story, even after he became Darth Vader. Like, I just was more attached to the what I had seen in the earlier Star Wars movie. But after watching this show and seeing his character grow through at least what we saw in the show, like, oh, wow, I actually... Now I'm really sad about the fact that he becomes Darth Vader. I feel like that was something crucial in the original Star Wars movies that we were supposed to feel, but I didn't get it until I watched this show, which is kind of funny. But no, yeah, it's Clone Wars is a thing, and if you're already a fan like I am, then you should be just as equally excited for this. If not, then, um, you know, obviously, if you're not into Star Wars at all, don't don't bother with it, but just... If you do, if you're ever curious at all, I would say this would be a good time to jump on and see what all the fuss is about. And then and then perhaps we'll get another season of the Gendy Tartoski 2D Clone Wars. Wouldn't that be sweet? I'd love that. That, then, was, that was another thing that introduced me, the fact that that Clone Wars stuff was actually awesome. Like, 
good storytelling going on there. And then, and then another series of the Ewoks animated series. Oh Lord! <laughs> <laughs> oh God, no, no, I've, I've, they're, they're, they're fine. They're just, they just, their role, the, the role in Return of the Jedi was fine. We don't need to expand on that. It's, it's great. Okay, fine. <laughs> Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> okay, so that was the, that, that was the big point of excitement, but um. I think another thing I was really excited to see uh, more news about was the upcoming film Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, they uh, released a cool new image from that, um, which has got uh, all of it. Well, it's got Peter Parker, older mm-hmm. Peter Parker and Spider-Gwen and, and uh, Miles Morales mm-hmm. and, they apparently have also been talking about the other, some of the other spider people. I don't want to say spider uh, men. Spider men. Yeah. Probably. Um, um, there is, well, not, not just humans, apparently, because supposedly Spider Ham will be. Oh, I was wondering. I was making an appearance. In this movie. Yes. The um, incredible Peter Porker. Also known as Spider Ham. Yep. He's going yeah. to be making an appearance. And uh, Spider Man Noir. Excellent. Uh, who will be voiced by Mr. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yes. In his second voiceover in an animated superhero movie this year. Following up from his appearance as. Superman in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I had forgotten about, yeah, he was in Teen Titans Go to the the Movies, right. Oh, Spider-Ham is going to be played by John Mulaney. Oh! (laughs) This is... uh, I'm not surprised. Considering this is a Spider-Verse movie, they had to do at least, at the very least, a cameo of Spider-Ham, but this... You gotta have... You gotta make that joke. Uh, Do do you you think we're gonna get do you think we're going to get Japanese Spider-Man in it? He's I wonder. Robot. I uh, really wonder. And with the Spider-Verse, literally anything can happen. I remember I read the, that comic series, and I can't say I liked all of it, but just seeing just how many different iterations of Spider-Man have, you know, have been around somewhere, someplace, it was a really strange but fun time. There's even a continuity where uh, Uncle Ben became a Spider-Man. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if we get to see that in this. That would be How weird. weird that would be. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some other trailers that come out, including one released by Funimation for mm-hmm. the new Dragon Ball Super movie. Yes. Yes. Uh, the Return of Broly. Yeah, which I'm like, okay, Broly. I just, I think in the last year I've saw the movies with him in it because mm-hmm. uh, Manga UK re- released um, a bunch of the Dragon Ball Z movies on mm-hmm. Blu-ray in the UK for the first time when I watched, not all of them, but I watched some of them. Um, mm-hmm. And I did watch the Broly ones and I'm like, okay, he's just, 
fighty guy. Yeah, he's, he's just big <laughs> and bad, and he kicks everyone's butt, and that's why everyone loves him, even though his origin story is kind of dumb. But to be to, to this movie's credit, I like the way they've redesigned him, and it seems, aside from a few kind of glaring similarities from his previous incarnation, it feels like they're trying to play this in a different way than they did in those first couple of movies, and um, I will admit I'm intrigued to see what they do differently, because like, I think the key words like they have in the trailer, which has me curious, um, it's like asking a question to the Saiyan characters, like, what do you, like, why do you keep trying to push yourself to be even stronger? Where does that, like, what, what is that even? So I like the, I, that's what they're kind of framing the film and Broly's appearance in terms of maybe countering him off Goku in terms of the fact that they're both insanely strong characters in the Dragon Ball universe and both seem to have an obsession with it, with getting stronger. So I'm not sure if the movie will actually do that very well, but we'll, I will say one thing, the animation looks even better than it has in previous films. Oh, okay. I was I was wondering if I wondered if it looked as good as the others, but I perhaps I'm just <laughs> I I don't know perhaps I'm misremembering or something. But I was like I'm not sure if it looks as good quality as the last two movies, but that would be the weird. animation seems a lot more fluid at least during the action sequences. From what mm-hmm. I can see, I like Goku's kind of a bit of a redesign. That was one of the first things that we saw when this movie was uh, getting pushed was the fact that Goku was given a re- a bit of a redesign in this uh, film. He looks a lot um, skinnier than he has. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's... I'm having a hard way to describing it. This, it looks There's just something very different by the way the animation looks in this trailer versus previous Dragon Ball movies. And, I don't know, it just it appeals to me. And one of the talking points from the English trailer is... It has an appearance in the trailer from Freezer, which I'll get to in a minute. Yep. But um, uh, he is voiced uh, in English by Chris Ayers. Oh, Chris Ayers! And he, uh, so you may know, he has been very, very unwell recently. Yeah, so, I know. Uh, I was, I haven't heard an update on that. He's, he's. I think he's recovering. Still not great, but you know, I think he's. Um, but he, you know, he came back just to do the lines for the trailer. Oh, um, good for him. So that was, I think people were pleased to hear him. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I, I thought I recognized him back when, I mean, I've, to be fair, the person that they got to um, to do Frieza in the Dragon Ball Fighters game, since I know Chris Harris was unavailable for that one, because that was when he was really feeling bad. Um, they got someone else who did a very scary, accurate impression of uh Chris Ayer's interpretation of the voice. But no, yeah, I definitely recognized uh, Chris Ayer's in this trailer. I'm like, yay! <laughs> Good to see you're back. Or, you know, you're, you're, you're well enough to give a line, a couple lines for a trailer. So, uh, Frieza is back. Frieza yep. was dead. Then Frieza yep. got resurrected in yep. Resurrection F. Yep. And then he got beaten again. So mm-hmm. now, now he's back again. So, yeah, you'll, you're not that far in Super yet. There's a reason why he's here. So you'll, I don't oh. want to spoil that for you. Unless oh, okay. you want me to. Oh, oh, okay. I should have thought that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, okay. 
Right. Don't forget, the super anime is kind of done until this movie comes out. I had kind of forgotten that. Yeah, I'm because <laughs> I'm I'm watching it currently, so I'm I'm kind of forgetting that. No, that's that. I'm like a couple of years behind. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. We'll catch up. We'll catch up in that in the water cooler section. I'm sure. Hmm. Uh. Yeah. So this is coming out in January in the US. Uh, yes. I think. I, think I will get my ticket. I think it's December in Japan. Um. And that's Dragon Ball Super Broly, is what they're calling it. Broly, the second coming. No, no, that's the other movie. Don't go <laughs> watch that movie. That's bad. <laughs> this might actually be okay. But but the continuity, right? Right. There was mm-hmm. the movies. There was there was Battle of Gods and then Resurrection F. Yep. And then there's the TV series, mm-hmm. which then redoes those first two movies. Yep. And this is the super movie. So, mm-hmm. which version of the continuity is it continuing? It is continuing from the very end of the super anime. So, it's... because you hear Goku mention the tournament of power in okay. early in the trailer, he, that is the that is the uh, tournament that closed out Dragon Ball Super. Okay, all right. That's like the multi-dimensional mass battle royale uh, tournament that basically closed out the series, and then. Goku's like, man, that whole that was really a lot of fun. I can't wait to see what comes next. In typical shonen shonen anime fashion. And there, if Dragon Ball Dragon Ball is the old king of shonen anime, the new king of shonen anime is arguably arguably My Hero Academia, which and is for- also. Damn good reason. Which is also getting its very first movie. Yep. It was only a matter of time. Called My Hero Academia, Two Heroes. I'm uh, trying to remember what the plot's supposed to be about, but I think it's it that you see, there's at the end of the teaser, you see a much younger All Might. Mm-hmm. So I think it's got to play into some of his history. And that is coming out in the US and Canada this September. Ah, oh, gosh damn. I want to go see that. <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> I can't wait till we can all talk about this show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we must. I must. One day, one day. I must watch some season three. <laughs> it's it's ongoing. It's ongoing. Mm-hmm. So once once it wraps up, I feel we can have a better discussion about it. But yeah, superheroes. Superheroes are awesome. And they. Speaking of superheroes... I know! It was the perfect segue! Yeah! <laughs> uh, they have also released a trailer for the return of another popular animated series that is also coming back on a new streaming service. It's all, mm-hmm. it's all, it all ties together. Uh, <laughs> Young Justice Outsiders, which is yep. coming to DC Universe. Yep! I have to say, having a streaming service exclusively to the DC animated properties was a pretty clever idea. It's not just animated, though. No. They are also having a live-action Teen Titans, calling it Titans, and having Robin swear or something. I don't know. (laughs) Not too sure about that one, but... I have watched it. I've just heard the reaction. (laughs) Everyone had to (laughs) it. I am very glad to see that this is getting uh, Young Justice is getting brought back because, I mean, there's a bit of a love-hate 
great with this show because of the fact that it there I loved the way it started. And then even after the time skip, there were certain choices that were made that I wasn't too sure about, but still kind of had some really great character moments, especially with Blue Beetle, who I don't think has ever really gotten enough screen time in the DC animated you ever. So was really glad that they had a whole story arc kind of dedicated to that. But then it just kind of stopped and it also stopped with the supposed death of one of my favorite characters in the show, Kid Flash. So it's just like, man, this whole experience has left me kind of bummed out now. And I'm not sure if I will really get invested in some of these shows ever again, but um, I'm still kind of hesitant considering how a majority of the footage was uh, for this promo was just uh, following up on what had happened in the previous show. But we'll see. I'm I am intrigued the fact that this is giving getting a second chance. Mm-hmm. I have not seen it, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I will not comment on that. But okay. yeah, it's coming back. That's the thing. Yay! Uh, something else that's coming back and is a thing, and I haven't seen. There's another segue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it's a crap segue, but it's a segue. Um, uh-huh is for Invader Sim. Invader Sim. Enter the Floppus, the TV movie. Yep. They they released a teaser for that, and I watched it, and I didn't know what was going on, because I haven't seen Invader Sim. (laughs) All you really need to know is just this strange alien creature person who his own race doesn't take seriously has been tasked to take over planet earth and only one kid who's got like super paranoid into aliens and whatever knows he's actually an alien. And the entire story is just this kid trying to expose Zim for what he is and Zim being both uh, terrifying and also very incompetent and hilarious at the same time of what he's trying to do. So this one little alien trying to invade the planet on his own, it just makes me think of Sergeant Frog. Um, I guess I I haven't really seen too much of Sergeant Frog, so I wouldn't really be able to speak to that to myself, but I know of Invader Zim's reputation. I have seen several episodes of the show, and while I can't say it's every episode is my cup of tea, I do like how it just does not take itself very seriously and just kind of has fun with its zany humor. And just the fact that we have this really just incompetent alien pair and equally um, almost equally incompetent uh pro, you know quote unquote protagonist antagonist flip you know which is which is the the hero which is the not hero kind of setup but it's just it's really silly it's just and i will admit consider compared to the original show which already had some interesting animation designs the this movie looks very well animated and i'm I'm sure invaders and fans around the world have a lot to be excited about. Mm-hmm. There was another trailer for a Nickelodeon thing, mm-hmm. which is the new the trailer for the upcoming Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is the uh, yeah. the reboot of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah? I'm not... <laughs> you're not You're not on board. No, I'm sorry. So far, what I have seen has not impressed me. I mean, I'll give the show this. The animation and color palettes look interesting. And I can't say all the, does, all the designs hit 
you know, I am impressed by some of them. Like I like Michelangelo and I like Donatello's design. Uh, but I'm not sure how I like how they're changing up certain aspects of this or I don't know. I just, maybe it's just because I've got, I'm too strongly attached to the Mirage comics to really kind of embrace the, a complete and total silly version of like, you know, this series again. I mean, I know that's how it all, that's where it was most popular with the, like the 1980s cartoon was very, very silly. But I don't know, maybe it's the fact that the designs kind of can look serious in a way and then they just completely just go for the comedy route and I'm not entirely, it, maybe there's like visual versus the writing that just doesn't seem to sync up with me yet. I don't know. I'm not impressed so far, but I'm sure there are people out there who might like this. And if you do, by all means, continue to do so. But I'm, yeah. I, I, I will do my comic books. <laughs> I think I kind of like it. I think it's interesting. It's just a to- total different mm-hmm. approach. And I I kind of feel with these things, like, they're going to reboot Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles every few years. It's, it's oh, of just, course they are. It's just something that's going to happen. And I think if you're not going to make each one distinctive, then... Yeah, no, what's, yeah. What's the point in that? Cause no, yeah, I agree. That is definitely distinctive for sure. Because I, I haven't really spent, to be honest, I haven't watched any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in quite a long time. Mm. I, I didn't, watch, you know, I wasn't watching when the 2003 series came on, which which actually looks one of the more interesting ones. And I really enjoy the 2003 show, to be honest, even though it did have some of the four kids... Um, moments i think it was still one of their stronger programs because they did they they dared to do a lot of different things and stick very close as close as they could to the mirage comics which was fantastic i mean i i tried to watch the 2012 cg one and i did not care for that one um, which is fine um it had so, some hit or miss stuff so i'm more intrigued by this one than that one so <laughs> and then you know in a couple of years there'll be another another totally different version that people will be up in arms about, probably. <laughs> I mean, I like April's redesign for sure. And um, I don't know, maybe it's the fact that they're uh, putting Raphael in the leadership role as opposed to Leonardo. That's got me a little weirded out because I don't know. That's just not the kind of character that Raphael was to me. But mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'll, I'll say this. I will, I want this show to change my mind. I want to be impressed by it even more than, you know, more than I already have. So, um, or just a little bit more. So just maybe one day an episode will come out that really does something new and different and distinctive that really grips my attention. And then I'll be like, okay, no, this, the show is solid. I'll go with it. But I haven't so far from the sneak peeks that we have, I have not seen that yet. Okay. So I'm, I'm waiting for it too. And over on uh, Cartoon Network, there's also been a bunch of new information and new trailers mm-hmm. for upcoming things. Yep. That they've announced that there's going to be Steven Universe the movie. Yeah, which I don't know how they're going to swing that because they're currently in the middle of a big uh, plot point right now in the show. So it's we'll see what happens. It's where they be, try to fit this in. It's a TV movie. It's not a uh, theatrical movie, but yep, that's pretty much all we got on that one. 
Um, just a teaser but, for right now with little to no information other than that to go on. And they have, they, they revealed a, a trailer for the upcoming end of Adventure Time. It's actually ending. It's ending in September. It's coming My soon. God. Yeah. My God. It's an end of an era. I also have not seen any Adventure Time in a long time. I like Adventure Time. I just have not had access to it. So it grew on me. The more I watched it, the more it grew on me. And that was one of the reasons I was really excited when I saw um the, the Voltron coming out and it's like, oh, we're playing playing Lance, it's Jeremy Shad. Like, oh my god, Finn. Hi. Adventure Time had me from the beginning because the very first episode I saw, which happens to be the very first episode, but I didn't realize that when I saw it, uh-huh. was a like a recreation of a zombie episode with, but with like candy creatures, ah, and that was very entertaining to me. So, <laughs> I, yeah, this I, show's had a good run. This has a very good run, and they all. They also revealed a a teaser for the upcoming Infinity Train, which looks awesome. Uh, That is a series that they released a pilot for quite a long time ago, and people have been clamoring for them to announce a series for quite a long time. And then Mm -hmm. they finally did, and they've released (laughs) this trailer, and it looks very good. I am very excited. I unfortunately missed out on the pilot, and I would probably have to still track it down. But just from this trailer, or the teaser, like... I'm already I'm on I'm already on board. I have no idea where this is going to go, but it's it looks exciting. Okay, and over in the world of Netflix, we got another couple of trailers. We're really going through this pretty fast, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> There's so much that came out, guys. We have to just we kind of have to just plow through some of these stories because otherwise we'll never get to them all. And one of them is the the first full-length trailer for Disenchantment, which is the new series from Matt Groening, creator of The Simpsons and Futurama. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's got a all-star team of like some of the best writers from some of like the best early Simpsons and stuff, plus mm-hmm. some of the best people from Futurama, plus a few extra people like who've come up since, you know, some cool uh, like comedy people, including some some cool British people I'm into British comedy <laughs> people. Um, I heard the I in what I don't think it was in this trailer, but another trailer I saw, mm-hmm. I heard the unmistakable sounds of Noel Fielding from the Mighty Boosh. So <laughs> that was great to hear. And I I think uh, I think um, Matt Berry might be in it as well, and he is awesome. And he's Very good. Of, so um, and this trailer is great. I'm I'm. I've been excited about this since I heard about it, just because... Yeah, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and I will agree. And this is this is very much in the same vein as, you know, if you like The Simpsons, if you like Futurama, this is going to tickle your funny bone in the right way. Well, apparently, when they were coming up with Futurama originally, they were sort of tossing up between, should we do sci-fi or fantasy? And in the end, they went sci-fi. But... Mm-hmm. And now they're getting around to doing the fantasy thing, which is great. Um, and there's lots of lots of great gags and stuff in the trailer. And also, I like the fact that it seems to be scored to like a uh, sort of medieval-sounding v- cover of a David Bowie song. 
And I wonder, that is excellent. And I wonder if that's going to be the theme song or not. I don't know. But if it we'll is, that would, be, that would be very cool. It's Rebel Rebel. Uh, it sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, so I am I am proper excited about this. And it's coming very soon. Uh, what was the o- date? August 17th. Whoa, yeah, that is very soon. But yes, I'm excited about Disenchantment. And I hope I do not yeah. get disenchanted by it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. And they also released the first look at the Dragon Prince, uh, which is a the fantasy series from several of the creators of Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit disappointed when I saw the animation style. I have to be honest. I'm not, you're not alone in that. I was kind of thrown off myself. Um, I hadn't realized that they were going for a, this particular style when, at least when we saw the poster, for sure. Mm-hmm. I still want to give this a shot just to see if the story pulls me in, but the, or maybe the animation will, like, you know, really do some impressive things later on, but it's hard to, it's hard to tell. Like if I'm going to be able to really enjoy watching the animation as opposed to following the story, because I don't know, there's just something about that. It, I would, what, like, I'm trying to think what do you describe that particular, it's like, it's, it's not like self-shaded animation, but it's like, it's definitely computer generated and they're definitely going for more of a, using like the three, the computer generated models with a, also a 2D kind of 2D expression. Mm-hmm. But part of it seems just off to me. Yeah, I, I, I would probably, I could only think of calling it shell shaded, but it's just, yeah, it's a bit, it's a looks a bit like uh, Ruby. You say it's how you say it, isn't it? Oh, R W B Y. Yeah, Ruby. Yeah, which I I I find it hard to watch because <laughs> of the animation style. To be honest, and I, I it actually yeah. reminds me of of a different show that came out that was I kind of used a similar animation. I just forget what it's called. Um, it's been, there was a Cartoon Network show, I think, that was out a while back, but, oh god, I can't think of it. But it's not my first time seeing a show animated in that style, and it can be, it can still hit the right sweet spot, and if, if done right, but so far, with just what we've seen, I'm, I'm, I'm reserving my judgment. Let's just put it that way. I'm reserving my judgment, because it's like, I, I love Avatar The Lesser Bender, I enjoyed Koya very much, so I'd like to think there's something really good in going on in here but as far as the animation goes like eh, i think i like the 2d style better yeah i'll give it a shot it's coming out in september but mm-hmm. we we shall see um these lots of these uh stories came out of basically panels at the san diego san diego comic-con and mm-hmm. another panel that took place and always takes place every year um was the one for the fx show I think it, oh, is it FXX now? But, uh, I think that, so. And that is Archer. Which Archer. Is, which is the very funny, I would, I was going to say spy comedy, but it's kind of changed. It was a spy comedy. And then the most recent series is, have shaken it up. And we've had a uh, themed series. We've had um, a film noir series. Mm-hmm. And then we've had a detective series. And then the most recent series, which I haven't seen yet because it hasn't shown up on UK Netflix yet, which is where it shows up in the UK. Um, and that was Danger Island, 
was yep. season nine. Uh, season ten, you could have kind of seen this coming. If you have, <laughs> is going to be in space. Archer in space. Because that's where you have to go next. When you don't know where else to go, you go in space. This um, is true. And I love it. It's called Archer nineteen ninety nine. I just love that. Cause it's, That's funny. Oh my gosh. Because it sounds futuristic, but it's not. It's I have to ask um, if I may get into slight archer spoilers here, if I may. So if, you're, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen past a certain point in the show, um, I think that'd probably be like the what they started doing all these different theme seasons. Cover mm-hmm. your ears. Um, how long is Ar- How long has Archer himself been in a coma? <laughs> at this point. Oh. Uh, I think it's at the end of the detect the um the detective series. So we've had eight, nine, and this will be ten. So it'll be the third season. <laughs> the third season that Archer's in a coma. Although, one interesting story related to this is the fact that season ten was supposedly going to be the last season. Ah. But now it is apparently up in the air as to whether that is the case anymore. It's not decided. So they've obviously mm-hmm. been having second thoughts. Um, maybe they're just having too much fun, or maybe it's the fact that um, it's successful. And Adam Reed was going to do another series, but that mm-hmm. got uh, cancelled. Uh, so maybe <laughs> there was there was okay. going to be that um, like a female-led buddy action series or something that was going to mm. be on FXX after Archer. Um, and that got cancelled, so maybe that's why they are changing their mind. <laughs> possible, possible. And this new season, will, which is great. yeah, it will air in twenty nineteen. I I think it normally airs about April. So okay. So I I think that's all the the Comic Con news. Very good. That's I'm so, that was a lot. There was a lot coming through at. Uh, comic-con this year and i really mm-hmm. wish i could have been there to see it but one day one day i will get one to day get a flight to la and see that in person but i think there we're still not done with uh some other uh, big announcements um i think nope. there's lots of theatrical stuff that also was a bit more recent mm-hmm. that we want to talk about um and that's with some films that are coming out of uh g kids oh they've been busy they, they are, certainly have. They are busy folks over at G Kids. Let me tell you. Oh, they're busy. Um, yeah, they've re- announced a whole slew of upcoming titles for US audiences, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. And they are. Um, some things that we already knew were coming and mm-hmm. some things we didn't know were coming. Uh, so a bit of a bit of a mix, um, and where to start? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't we? Um, let's see. One of the big ones that I think I was personally really excited for is the fact that they have announced a U.S. release date for the latest um, Mamoru Hosoda film, and that is Mirai. Yes, and this is coming along on November thirtieth. Uh, it is going to be released in both subtitles and dubbed formats, uh, but we did already know that because that got kind of 
announced when we found out about the UK release, uh, which <laughs> is coming out November 2nd. So it's coming out UK, uh, I think, 2nd and 3rd. Um, and that was the first announcement that there was going to be a dub version because uh, no, uh, November 4th uh, okay, gotcha. is when they're going to be screening the dub. November okay. 2nd is when they're going to release the subtitled version in the UK. Um, and I think that like, and that's Anime Limited who are releasing it. And I think Anime Limited and G-Kids sort of team up to do dub sometimes. Um, mm. And I, they're normally done by, I think they're called NY Post, I think, um, okay. which is company owned by um, or run by Michael Sinterklaus and Stephanie Shea, uh, okay. who are kind of like veterans of voice acting and stuff. And uh, mm. they've handled the dubs of a lot of anime stuff like New Over the Wall. And uh, um, I think they did your name as well, actually. Um, ah. And Silent Voice. And um, they've also, they're also doing sort of the, a lot of the European stuff as well. Okay. Okay. Um, so we are going to be seeing that release coming up both in the UK and the US in November. Okay. Um, we don't have any other release information for the US yet. So I, it, this might be another of the Fathom event jobbies, I guess. Probably, I would be surprised if it wasn't because we know that there's a bunch of Fathom event releases coming up because uh, they said there's going to be they announced a while back that they were going to re- have several unannounced um, uh, Fathom screenings, but they okay, haven't gotcha. they haven't revealed, revealed what they all are. Um, so, so stay tuned. They will release that uh, s- soon, I guess. Um, but you can you can if you're in the UK, you can book your tickets now. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Go do it. Support that movie. But the first country that's going to get it is actually, well, obviously Japan was the first country that got it. But uh, well, yeah. the first English-speaking country that will be getting it will be Australia, who will be getting <laughs> getting their release on August 23rd, so very soon, by a madman. Wow. So there, there you go. If you're in Australia, you're in luck. You can watch that very soon. <laughs> Um, but we do know what one of the other Fathom event screenings is coming up with G-Kids. And that is a, a little film called Perfect Blue from the late great Toshi ah, Kon, yes. which is going to be screening in September in around 500 cinemas or more. Um, Dang. And I don't know if it's ever been released theatrically in America before. Um, I know you I don't recall <laughs> you can't get it on DVD or Blu-ray in America at the moment um, mm. you can get it in the UK um, and it did receive uh, cinema screenings in the UK last year as well um, both of them claim to be for the 20th anniversary uh, mm. so I guess maybe it's the 10, 20th anniversary of the US release this year maybe because mm-hmm. it, it did come out in 1997, so uh, last year was the anniversary. Uh, <laughs> still, 21st anniversary, it's still something. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. And I will admit, I have heard of this film's reputation, and it's one of those anime films that really just kind of, when it, the people who did see it were really super impressed by it and was really one of the films that kind of pulled in a lot of, you know, the Western audience's interest into Japanese animation, along with like films like Akira and et cetera, um, and Ghost of the Shell. Um, so I have never seen this movie, but again, I know of its reputation and I would like to have an opportunity to see it. So the fact that it will be getting a theatrical release uh, has me excited. So I can finally, just like I like I mentioned, I hadn't seen Akira before. But we were able to catch up and watch it for our big 100th episode. I am hoping that maybe I can catch a glimpse of this and see what everyone's, you know, why this film has the reputation it has. Indeed. And it is going to be screening September 6th, subtitled, and September 10th in dubbed format. Very good. And tickets are available now. Mm-hmm. We'll make sure to leave links to all of these different pieces in the show notes. So if you're curious and want to get tickets, uh, you'll just be able to follow that link there and uh, get started. And G-Kids are also going to be releasing a French-Japanese co-production that we have mentioned on this show before. Mm-hmm. It is produced by Studio 4C. Um, but it's based on a French comic and it's co-directed by a French guy um, and mm-hmm. produced, yeah, the guy the guy who is direct, co-directing it is uh, Gilliam Run Renard uh, who is directing alongside uh, Shojiro Nishimi of mm-hmm. Studio 4C and this film was internationally known as Mutafukas, which is a very fun thing to say. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I can't hear it without thinking of the um, uh, like the Concord song. That's um, <laughs> called Mother Uckers. <laughs> Um, and ah, every yeah. time, every time I I hear that, I sort of in my head I'm singing along, but changing the word to Mutafukas. Um, <laughs> uh, but for some reason, it's not being released under that title in the US. I don't know why. Um, I do know why. Um, it's mm-hmm. being released under the title of MFKZ. I'm translating there for Americans. I would obviously say Z. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I'm, it's being released in America so you would say Z yes. um, and uh, this is coming out in October okay uh, with both a subtitled version and an English dub and it's it's got an interesting animation style uh, that mixes up sort of French and European influences and Japanese influences uh, I, I don't know quite how it's going to turn out, but interesting. Yes, yeah, so, so, no, add, add that to the list of the many anime films that are going to be potentially hitting theaters from, you know, going into the end of this year into next year. It's just going to be, there's there's going to be so much variety in mm-hmm. theaters. It's going to be wild. Yeah, but there is one animated, there's one anime film that is being released not by G-Kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
but instead by Eleven Arts, who yeah. are stepping up their game and releasing more anime films in the US. Um, they certainly are. And they are releasing something called Laughing Under the Clouds, Gaiden. 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 Well, yeah. Um, are you familiar with the series of this at all? Absolutely not at all. No? Okay. Right. So we're on the same page. This is a, a, basically there's an anime series and it's based on a manga. And this is a theatrical spin-off. Uh, it's three parts. Um, they're about an hour-ish each and they're releasing the first two together. Um, and then they will release the third part at a later date because it hasn't come out in Japan yet. Um, it's set in the Meiji era, um, yep. and it's got and it, it's, it, the new films uh, take place uh, basically after they banned um, banned people carrying swords and stuff. So, um, band of renegade heroes or just heroes are protagonists. Mm-hmm. After the band has broken up, and now we're getting back together again. But the thing that's interesting about this is. Unlike the TV series, the films are produced by Witch Studio, who are the animation studio who produced Attack on Titan. Yep. And Cabinary of the Iron Fortress. So it looks pretty. It looks very pretty, yes. Mm-hmm. So you can check out the trailer for that. And uh, they have released the initial screening dates for that as well, which you can also check out on animationforadults.com. We'll yep. put that in the show notes. Um. Yes, quite a few screenings around the country. Um, and this is uh, starting off at the end of August. Uh, August August 24th is when it yep. hits, starts opening in the US. So yep. if that looks interesting to you, check that out. Yeah, 11R, I'm really glad 11 Arts is uh, getting some more anime films out there in the theaters. It's, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's definitely good to have more than one company out there releasing stuff. Yes. Like I said, variety. Variety is important. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've just released Machia in the in the last couple of months, so they're, they're in a good, good year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was there anything else immediately off the bat, like theatrically? Theatrically. Bleh, theatrically <laughs> that I think we might have covered everything. I believe we have. Okay. So I do have one last bit of news that I would like to add to this because I was, for for our anime fans out there who have, who are, who are familiar with certain classic shows, because um, we were talking about Dragon Ball earlier, and of course My Hero Academia is getting um, a film to see, and I'm really excited to see that dubbed and uh, put in theaters probably. But the big, uh, something that I've been kind of like, keeping an eye on, but only just recently, like, I think it was the end of last month that they started releasing some more information, including some very nice pictures, was uh, the two OVAs that uh, Studio Periot's going to be releasing as a 20, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of another classic uh, shonen anime series uh, based on a very popular manga by, let me make sure I have the, uh, the author's name or mangaka's name, uh, Yoshihiro Togashi who is responsible for Hunter x Hunter. Uh, one, of the, one of the mangas that he originally did, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, 
which was a very successful anime adaptation by Studio Periot back in the uh, 1990s, is getting two OVAs released this year as a celebration of their 25th anniversary. And that's going to be hitting theaters and uh, cinemas in Japan October 6th. Um, they released a few screenshots of the what the animation is going to look like, and it looks very good. Like, even though I was a little hesitant to see how that look, the, you know, so like, so considering how long it's been, how the look would, you know, with new animation technology that these characters would, you know, adapt into. But it, I don't know, it's, it's, it's basically the most ideal, ideal looking transition I've seen from like that classic uh, hand-drawn style to probably some computer uh, aid in, in terms of getting these, you know, the characters drawn. But it looks wonderful. The colors are vibrant and, lo- and lovely. I love the way that they were, they've adapted the character designs. It's going to be a good time. <laughs> I, there's been no announcements on terms of whether or not um, this is going to get dubbed or released in the U.S. yet. But considering how this was a big show for Funimation and, you know, a lot of their A, their a stars from Dragon Ball Z were involved in Yu Hakusho. And it's still highly regarded as one of their best old, you know, best older dubs that they've ever done. Um, it still holds up very well. So I can't imagine, I can't imagine this isn't on their radar because it's going to be marketed with a um, 25th anniversary Blu-ray, like, series copy. So we'll see. I'm excited because I've, I've made no secret of my love for uh, shonen anime in particular, um, Dragon Ball Z being my introduction to it. But if I had to pick all-time favorite shonen ever made, um, Yu Hakusho is right up there. It's, it's, I think it's currently fighting with uh, My Hero Aka for first place. Okay. It wasn't first place until My Hero Aka came along. <laughs> I have not seen it, I must confess. Which is cool. I would say if you ever have an opportunity, check it out, because it does some really cool things. It, basically, what I liked about it so much was the fact that it, it subverted a lot of things that um, I'd come to know in Shonen, that I'd come to know through Dragon Ball. It can get a little dark. It can get a little um, also over the top, just as like any Shonen series can, but I love these cast of characters. Like, just they're some of the best in anime and in general, in my opinion, at least. But anyways, yeah, that's that's a thing that's coming at the end of this year. October is when this stuff hits Japan, and we'll um, I plan on keeping an eye on this and see if and when they make any announcements for an English dub or what we're getting the Blu-ray box set or whatnot. But it's it's exciting. Like I said, if you haven't seen the pictures that they've released recently for how this is going to look, definitely check them out. They look awesome. Awesome. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, rant over. <laughs> no need to be sorry. <laughs> it's passion. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot of news in one and one fell swoop. So hopefully you're all still here with us. <laughs> so shall we uh, just uh, stop off by the water cooler on our, our way? Yeah, since we've done one, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It has indeed. Um, I know there's something that we have both had a chance to watch. Yes. And it was a, a, a online animation that is available for free via YouTube. Yep. 
and it is something that we've been following for a long time and uh, you may have also been following for a long time if you've been listening along with us and it is um, a little little uh, thing by the name of Starship Goldfish, the animated pilot, uh, which you may know more under the title of Sam Sweet Milk, which was the original title um, of the early episodes that came out. uh, And for various reasons, it has now changed its name. Um, And there was a Indiegogo campaign a few years ago um, to fund the third episode. And that is basically what we have here. Um, But it's also the um, prequel to the other episodes. Um, And it is very exciting. (laughs) Yeah, I was really like, I I will admit when I originally looked on my feed and on my YouTube feed and I saw the, um, the title Starship Goldfish, I unfortunately I didn't look carefully enough to see who had put it up. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, hmm that sounds kind of odd. And I didn't, I didn't immediately check it out right away, but then I double, ch- I, I clicked on it. And then all of a sudden I see, I see Sam sweet milk. I see Ghostsworth, And I'm like, Whoa, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. They actually got the first, uh, first pilot episode out. No. And it's fully animated. Holy. Like I just had, I had a mini freak out like, Oh my gosh, how did I not click on this sooner? And I watched the whole thing all the way through and it's, it's solid. I, I can't wait to see more. <laughs> I mean, I already said that previously about when we originally were, um, originally the first couple episodes that uh, were put out, um, even if they were slightly incomplete. But I love the story. I love these characters. I love the sense of humor. It's, I like the plot that they're setting up here for this um, new kind of, this version of the pilot. I love Sam Sweetmilk. I love Ghostworth. I love all these guys. This is great. The animation <laughs> is really impressive. Um... I love it. They uh, they have teamed up with an animation studio uh, called Big Jump Entertainment, who are based in Ottawa, and they are they've worked on various things, including the Netflix series F is for Family, um, and the HBO series Animals. But uh, this is I I think the best looking thing that I've seen they, that Agreed. they've worked on. Uh, there's there's a really nice sci-fi visuals and stuff and like the design work and everything is first rate and and uh yeah the script's great uh the characters and the, the voice acting um at uh, jason Waite, who's the creator he he does the voice of sam sweet milk himself um mm-hmm. and then the robot is voiced by uh kevin mcnally who you may know as he's the first mate i think from the pirates of the caribbean <laughs> Um, and, yeah, yeah, he was. He was uh, Jack Sparrow's first mate, and a whole bunch of other uh, British things he's been in. Um, and uh, this time, uh, it introduces a villain who is voiced by a very fine British actor called Colin McFarlane, uh, who I believe is is he the night the mayor? I think in the in the uh, Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Um, I think so. I think it's, it's the been mayor. A, it's been a while. I'm going to need to check that because I don't want to be... Uh, he also obviously does a lot of uh, British TV and stuff. But he's Very intimidating of... intro, I will say. I, I like the way that they set that that, that reveal that, oh, we actually have a, we have a villain this time because in the previous, like the earlier versions of these episodes, you know, of uh, when the show was getting started, there was really no any defined antagonist. It was just Sam 
being Sam and causing trouble wherever he goes, and Ghostworth just continuously putting his metal face in his palms. Um, just like, oh, Sam, why? Why do you do this? Um, but I kind of like how a lot of what was experienced back in those is kind of like condensed down into the into this one pilot and even sets up like an ongoing plot thread for later on, which is fantastic. And poor Vela. <laughs> poor mm-hmm. Vela stuck on the space station. Yeah, it's just it's just Jason's he's he's got some real gold here. It's, it's something really it's a it's great setup, great characters, great you know, and really got some great animation behind it. I, like I said, I, I I can repeat it as many times as I need to. I am very much looking forward to seeing how, where this goes from here. Although when it if because they are pitching it around basically, mm-hmm. um, it should be noted that the finished version may be quite different, as they say in the introduction. Yes, um, yes, indeed. Because uh, if you, I, I actually watched a a video update from from Jason from. Uh, a couple of months ago where he did actually explain that um uh they are they are basically they they're making it a bit more based around the character of Ghostworth. Um Oh and it's to basically it's to make it more distinctive and I did I have to say when I saw the about the ser- the series Final Space it's it's on Netflix basically er, almost everywhere. Uh, it's mm-hmm. like one of these job things where it's a um a oh TBS. There we go. TBS. Okay. So it's on it's on TBS and it's a sci-fi comedy and it's got a um a uh, blonde guy in a spaceship. Uh, and I did think, oh, I feel bad for <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad for the um, Sam Sweet Milk team because I I, I think. I I would say they are very different shows, and I think um, that uh, the tone is very different. I think uh, Starship Goldfish has a, a feel all of its own, but yes, at the same time, if you look at the two things, you can see a superficial similarity, and mm. like from a, a sort of network point of view, they'd be like, do we do we want um, you know, two shows about blonde guy in space, whatever. Um, yeah. And he also, I I think they also felt kind of similar, like when Space Dandy came out, because I've been working on this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Space Dandy isn't anything like uh, Starship Goldfish. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sort of on a superficial level. Like just uh, by looking at an image from these things. Yeah you would see similarities when really when you actually watch each of them they're like oh no wait this is different this is different and this is different mm. so that's kind of one of the reasons they're they're uh, changing it around to make it more about ghost work but which is okay i love that character so i mean i love them all equally but just ghost worth is just i like the fact that he's just he's just sam's robo dad mm-hmm. <laughs> robo babysitter <laughs> yeah i i think he he did base um Jason was basically saying in in the video like well most people do like Ghostworth best anyway but <laughs> but also the fact that there's kind of certain autobiographical autobiographical things about the character of Sam Sweetmilk that where he almost uses it as a form of therapy 
so it's hard for him to let let go of him being the main focus or whatever but it, it, which is understandable mm-hmm. but we we just want to see this succeed because it looks great <laughs> and it is yeah, great we've, we've we were i think we, we had a chance to talk with him about this before when he was on a, a very early episode of the podcast and it was i like i said i watched those early couple episodes and was really like I wasn't sure about it like if, at the very beginning, but the more I watched, the more I really got pulled into it that I really wanted to see more. And I was constantly looking at updates to see what was going to happen next. And here it is. <laughs> here it is, the first pilot. And this is, I've, I've gotten everything I wanted and more. So we'll see how this continues to develop. But uh, I gotta say, Jason and everyone at the Starship Goldfish uh, team, Two thumbs way, way up, guys. You are awesome. And keep up the good work. Yeah, keep messing up space. <laughs> keep using space as your playground. So, uh, as we did suggest earlier, I have been watching a lot of Dragon Ball Super recently. Oh, yeah. And we, and we decided that we, we did want to touch on that as well. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I am, as I said, I am quite behind, uh, obviously, because it's finished now, so I could Mm -hmm. not be behind, but um, I am going on the release of the uh, UK collections, which I think is just a bit behind the US collections at this point, I I think, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I had to catch up before I I could watch the latest one, Um, and this is the point where they finally get past the bit where they're remaking the movies. Yep. So we now get to do, you know, be its own thing more. And uh, the first, pretty much the first thing it does is it goes, hey, there's multiple universes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so the character of uh, Beerus, his slightly uh, rounder. Pudgy, Pudgy twin brother. Brother shows up from another universe, and uh, you find out about the dragon, the super Dragon Balls, which mm-hmm. are like planet-sized Dragon Balls, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a giant Shedron, um, and um, it's basically an excuse to have another tournament, but between the two universes, and uh, getting the the most powerful warriors from each un- each uh, universe. Mm-hmm. So obviously. Goku is one of them. And, well, of course, he would not sit this one out at all. And Vegeta, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Piccolo. Yep. Uh, and then uh, on the other side, you have uh, a um, Winnie the Pooh on steroids <laughs> and uh, a robot and uh, a baby cyan and uh, the, a lookalike of Free Circle Trust. But hey, he's a nice guy. Or is he? Or is he? Or is he? <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and another dude. Um, and you have oh, big... you 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 miss Kava, the the little Saiyan kid. Oh, I just said I thought I said Saiyan. Well, I okay, I, I, maybe I missed that, but you know, Kava, he's he is a dear sweet boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Vegeta has decided to mentor. Yeah, is... uh, so you know, it's a tournament. That's one of the things. Uh, Dragon Ball Super does, or I mean Dragon Ball generally does. Um, but one of the cool things about Super is it's really fast moving. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, which I really like because 
I I have to say, it was a long time since till I actually finally got to watch Dragon Ball Z properly because mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have access to it until it was released like in box sets in the UK eventually, and I had to I I got assigned it to review, and uh, I had to watch lots and lots of it in uh, a short space of time and Mm -hmm. it it does kind of drag places and it really takes ages to get anything done Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's Mm -hmm. it can be hard to get through certain bits to be honest it is Um, yeah that's always been one of its biggest flaws as a show but super because it's not adapted for anything it can just do it at once and just goes along at a nice pace and that's why kind of with Dragon Ball Super, I'm having most fun I've had with Dragon Ball like since original Dragon Ball. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And I, I have to agree with you too. That's, it's, that's one of the reasons why Super has done so well. I, I know there's a lot of people who disagree as well because when I put, published positive reviews of Dragon Ball Super, there have been a couple of people who've uh, commented um, basically negatively and and mm-hmm. said either I am incredibly stupid and blind for liking it. Uh, so obviously that comment doesn't get posted because who nope. you uh, if you do insulted comments they don't get posted. Uh, and no, another one to that kind of talk around here. And someone else saying this this must be a sponsored post because there's no way anyone could enjoy it. Like well no there is because <sighs> I did <laughs> and I'm not the only one. Lots of people enjoy it, so yeah, yeah. let people enjoy things. <laughs> yeah, just because someone's opinion differs from yours doesn't necessarily mean you're right, they're wrong. You need to assert your opinion. Just let people, if, if you get some, if someone gets something out of a form of media that maybe you don't, let them do it. It's okay. Even if you might, you know, certain parts of Super didn't impress you where it impressed other people. That is a weird thing is that yeah it's that's actually okay for people to go ahead and like that kind of stuff so just people need to chill um but yeah so you've seen the first uh multiverse tournament which was uh, which how you see like the fact that it was fast-paced like a more yeah. fast-paced scenario yeah it didn't like take six volumes to get through the tournament this time <laughs> or whatever <laughs> um and then the next volume, uh, we we have the Future Trunks arc. Mm-hmm. Goku uh, Black. And Goku Black, which is intriguing. Let me put it this way. Silly name. Love the concept. Yeah, it's just I, I, I don't know quite where it's going, but I'm enjoying it. It's fun. <laughs> and I will also make a mention, because we've mentioned in previous episodes where we've talked about Dragon Ball Super in terms of what we like the best about it, it's Again, not always the fighting episodes that are the big exciting or, or really the most fun, but because, and I believe it was in this run of particular run of episodes that you had opportunity to watch, it actually has my favorite episode of the entire show. Um, even watching this show to its completion, I still can say that this is my favorite episode, and that is the episode where Goku realizes, it's after the multiverse tournament, and Goku realizes he's not feeling, he's feeling a little out of it. And he has to actually take a break from training. So mm-hmm. he has to go spend time with his family and his uh, his granddaughter. <sighs> you remember that you remember that one? Yes. 
Oh, it's so good. The, uh, basically, the Dragon Ball Super sitcom episodes are amazing. They are. Like, like when Vegeta's going to the the uh, the uh, fun fair, or whatever it was. The theme park. He theme said park, he was yeah. going to the theme park because he promised way back when. Or um, Piccolo's doing babysitting, or whatever. The best! I'm sorry, but that is just the best. I, the, the point where it just really had me surprised, like, oh, he out-parented Chi-Chi. Yeah. Of everyone, he is instructing Chi Chi, the mother hen of the Son Goku family, on how to take care of small baby. And I'm just like, oh my lord. So, um, <laughs> Piccolo, you've come so far. Someone on Twitter recently was uh, saying like how, like with like Western superhero comics or whatever, they're like, oh well, they they can't can't get married or anything or have families or anything because that's boring and then and it's like dragon ball is like hey we've completely domesticated all our characters but which is, which is fun because there are still to- stories we can tell with you know using them like this but they're still doing the big action scenes and everything but then they're just going home and babysitting and having family having parties and yeah like this is cool this is this is what happens in real life, and it's fun to see these fantastic, you know, characters who could do all this crazy stuff in a more domestic situation. Like, I know Vegeta and Piccolo are definitely, um, people can give, give them a lot of flack for being domesticated. It's like, oh, they were so cool before. Why, you know, now they're doing all this really silly shit, and like, that's not, that's not cool at all. I'm like, are you kidding me? This makes them completely well-rounded characters who are good at more things than just punching someone. Mm-hmm. This, this this makes them more relatable, <laughs> and also you get the return of Jacko the Patrolman, which I am all for, and I would to- <laughs> I would totally watch a Jacko spinoff. <laughs> I'm sure they they must have done an OVA at some point. I'm I'm pretty sure, but at the very least, we'll just enjoy him and his appearances in Super. Mm-hmm. But so, you're yeah. really intrigued by the the twist that they have with the future Trunks arc right now. Yes. And I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the upcoming next volume, which has already been uh, announced as coming out before the end of the year. So, just wait till you get to the tournament of power. It's going to be a time. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's going to be super. Dead. <laughs> yeah. See what you did there. Yeah. So I do want to add one thing, one other personal thing to the water cooler that I was able to uh, finally take some time to catch up on because I was really angry for a while that I could not find exactly when episodes of this show was airing on TV so I could catch them when they came out. So I missed a bunch of stuff and now I'm retroactively trying to catch up. And that is DuckTales, the recent of DuckTales. Yes. Um, After its first premiere, I've been, like, trying to watch as many episodes as I could, but, like I said, the release schedule got really all over the place, and I lost track of it for a while. But now I'm kind of catching back up on all the um, shenanigans that have been going on, and I am definitely intrigued. I like how they're kind of developing that ongoing plotline of uh, Dewey Duck looking into the past of Della Duck, the uh, mother of the Duck triplets. And um, also learning more about Scrooge and seeing them go on in fun adventures. And also a lead up to a big villain encounter, which is going to be very exciting. That they've, I really like the way they've built this up. And uh, you're, you probably recognize this character, Chris, as uh, 
make sure I'm remembering her name correctly, uh, Magica. <sighs> I love the way they are handling her in this show. She is v- both funny and creepy. Like, more I, so than I ever remember her being. Uh, I've yet to see any of this D series, and I really want to. I'm sure it's out there, like, because um, I'm trying to, you don't get Disney, do you, uh, in the, with the, where, from where you are? Because I know it's online, for sure. But the, I don't want to, I want to make sure you can watch it officially, because if you watch it officially, you can support the show. Well, I, I think the only way I would be able to watch it, because um, ha- you have to subscribe to, like, Disney Channel, which you'd have to have, like, cable or satellite for. Ah, uh, uh, I forgot that I, was the reason you weren't able to keep up. I, I think the only way I'd be able to, I might, there's, we have, we already have a Disney streaming service in the UK called Disney Life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only way I'd be able to watch it would be to subscribe to that. So it'd be another streaming service. But I do think they do a, a, a trial, a, you know, free trial. So, Maybe at some point I could just like do a free trial and catch up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I will mention one other thing that I was real. That's really kind of funny and interesting for a later episode. That I think they've yet to air, but they've already they're already promoting it. Um, a special actor will be coming in to do a different voice for Donald Duck later on in the show because we have a there's a joke in regards that no one can understand Donald Duck in his regular voice. So someone does a thing to make Donald's voice sound quote-unquote normal, and that normal voice for Donald Duck is going to be Don Cheadle. <laughs> and it's great. I love this joke. Whatever, I don't know how they're going to handle it from further out than what they've shown, but it's, yes, A-plus choice. As long as he's not doing his Cockney accent from Ocean's Eleven, I'm fine. No, it, it's his regular voice. I, his nev- regular I voice. never want to hear that again. No, it's his regular voice. He's he's not doing any form of accent or anything. He's just Don Don's Cheadle's voice is coming out of Donald Duck's mouth. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, I, I want to watch that tales. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't, like I said, if you unfortunately had have been missing out on a lot of stuff, there there should be a way to catch up. And uh, you know, it's it's oh, this show's so good visually and uh, story wise. I've loved the way they've been putting everything together. So. Woohoo, man! That's all I can say. Awesome. All right. Well, I think that probably wraps us up for another show. I think uh, so. So, thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, if you want to keep up with our other episodes, you can find them on uh, animationredox.com itself, or on iTunes, or Stitcher, or Podcast.com. I have also discovered recently that. Uh, Google has their own podcast app as well, uh, and you can find us on there. Um, there has been a bit of an issue recently with some of the episodes, um, with some of the most recent episodes not showing up on every format. I think it might be an issue with FeedBurner. I'm sorry if you're not get well, I guess you're not hearing this if you're not getting our most recent episodes, but um, <laughs> if they're, they're all on our website, at least. So <laughs> if you make sure you check on animationproducts.com, you'll definitely get the most recent episodes, um, and we'll try and see if we can fix it. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to keep up with everything else we're doing, you can follow us 
on Twitter at FA Blog. You can follow us on, uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, we are also on Tumblr, on Pinterest, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you would like to help us make more episodes, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation for adults or buy us a virtual coffee. We're using Ko-Fi. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Mr. Crystal. Where can we find you, Rachel? You can follow me mainly on Twitter at Fail2Ninja. Awesome. And if you are a filmmaker and you would like to submit your films to uh, be screened at Animation Nights New York. Okay, so if you want to submit a uh, short film, an animated short film that you're looking to uh, promote and put out there for uh, screening, uh, you can go to our very lovely friends at Animation Nights New York. We'll leave their um, website link in the show notes. They have a Film Freeway uh, submission link, which we will leave on the main page there. Um, you know, submit your film and see if you can get in on one of the screening events. They're wonderful, wonderful events curated by one of our good friends and uh, animation lovers, Yvonne. She's in, just, you know, see if you can get your film screened out there because it's, it's a great time. A lot of people, it's, you know, getting more and more fans and followers so you'll get you'll definitely get your film see, uh, seen by a lot of awesome people for sure. And also, also, if you're just in New York and you want to watch some free animation, then, yeah, it's free. It's free, people. Yeah. yeah, you find out about the next screening of Animation Nights New York because they normally have these days they have like two or three different screenings a month. It seems so. Yeah, yeah, that, that can tells you that tells you how how big they're getting. So, uh, uh, follow. Um, Animation Nights New York's social media accounts and stuff and uh, find out when they're playing next. Yep, yep. It's a hey. great time. Okay, and we will catch you soon for lots of more animation chat and just keep an eye on our social media feeds to see what we're going to be talking about next. Yep. Bye. Take care, everyone. Bye. Well, hello there, and welcome to the AFA podcast, the official podcast for animation adult. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had it there. You were so close. I am severely out of practice, clearly. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It comes back to you. <clears throat> the excitement of picking up the keys. Woo! Own it. All the hours spent putting a new bed together. Ow! Own it. The feeling of your first ever home. Own it. 
Santander has lots of ways to help you get on the ladder, like our 5% deposit mortgages and gifted deposits from family. Own it with Santander. Search Santander Mortgages. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. Lending subject to status, terms and conditions. A higher deposit may be required on flats or new build properties.